Hey there, thoughtful listener. What is your number one lead generation blocker? Head to upmyinfluence.com slash quiz to find out right now. That's upmyinfluence.com slash quiz, and I'll share why you aren't getting the intros and sales you deserve. We're also actively seeking guests for this daily commercial-free entrepreneur wisdom podcast. Agency owners, consultants, coaches, and B2B service providers, head to upmyinfluence.com slash guest, and I'd love to promote your expertise to our amazing audience. Let's get on with the show. With us right now, it's Will Robinson. Will, you are the CEO of Encapture, and Encapture is found on the web at encapture.com. Just pulling up your website, machine learning for banks and lenders. Why would a bank and lender need machine learning, Will? Yeah, thanks, Josh, for having me. Uh, really, really glad to be here with you today. It's funny, you know, we do something that that to most people probably sounds really, really boring, but if you're a banker or a lender, this is mission-critical technology. So we help process, we are in this space called intelligent document processing. So if you think about a bank and people applying for a mortgage or a loan, there's a lot of incoming documents from that borrower that the bank has to review to make sure that you're qualified to get a loan from the bank. Typically, banks have armies of people in the back office that review this data manually. Um, they, they do a bunch of stare and compare. There's a lot of shuffling um, of paperwork, it's pretty archaic. And so we come in and we really automate that entire process. So we use AI to help read the incoming documents. We can find the important data in the documents, pull it out automatically. So people don't have to waste time with this manual data entry and they can spend time taking better care of their customers. Yeah. Well, tell, talk about, Will, what are the inherent problems if we're not being more intelligent with this? Why is this a uh, why is this bad for consumers? Why is this bad for businesses? Why is this bad for banking? Yeah, it's a really, it's kind of a, a multifaceted problem. You know, you think about a borrower or a consumer, people these days expect immediate turnaround. You know, there's a lot of lenders, especially online lenders, where you can go get a loan in 15 minutes. And so mm -hmm. if you're working with a more traditional bank and it's taking them weeks to get your, lo your loan processed and they keep asking for more information and as a borrower, you don't have maybe a lot of visibility or transparency into that process. It can be really frustrating. And obviously for a bank trying to provide a fantastic customer experience, they want these processes to go as quickly as possible. And they want the borrower to feel like everything is, is organized the entire way through. So that's one big problem that, that we're trying to solve. The other big problem, this is a weird economy and it's really hard for banks to hire people to do this back office work. It's not the most fun work to sit there and have to review documents all day, every day. People aren't actually very good at it. And uh, you know, banks are really struggling to find folks to staff up on the back office. So they are inundated with these with, with, with new loans and they can't, they can't find qualified staff to process them, which makes the process even longer, makes it even uh, more difficult for the borrower. So it's kind, of a, it's kind of a perfect storm right now where intelligent automation, like what we do, is a perfect fit for these lenders to come in and solve a real key staffing issue while providing this better borrower digital experience. Now, I know, Will, you're serving as the CEO. Are you part of the founding team or? Yeah, we have a funny story. We actually started 25 years ago kind of working with some other automation software companies in this space. And probably 15 years ago, 
um, our company started building in Capture our own product to fill some gaps around collecting and processing documents. So I joined about four years ago as CEO, and really our focus has been, you know, running full steam ahead with our own product um, as kind of a pure play software company, um, adding a bunch of, of innovation into the platform so that we can serve our, you know, serve these banks and lenders as best we can. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, and I would also say that the, I, the, the opportunity for, um, you know, machine learning, you know, just being much more intelligent, like there's so much opportunity right now. And I think that, you know, in the fintech space, uh, you know, things are, I, I think things are improving at, at a breakneck speed, but that's just kind of my outsider observation that I think that we're, um, you know, you know, if I look at it from the kind of the consumer side of things, I think historically there have been some systemic problems with sure. not a ver not a very perfect uh, algorithm for deciding on who gets what you know lines of credit or loans or access to capital and at what rate. Uh, you know, unfortunately, I think there were far too many subjective. Uh, you know, measures that were weighted a little too heavily rather than being truly objective on the things that matter. Yeah, and it's so true, Josh. And, you know, one of the problems and, and one of the good things is there's been a lot of regulation that has come out to help address some of this, um, what, what they call fair lending um, um, concerns, making sure that everybody's given a fair shake as they go through the loan process. The, the hard part for a bank is there's a lot of regulatory reporting around that, you know, and, and, and these different agencies ask for a lot of data from the bank to make sure the bank's, bank's following fair lending uh, regulations. Again, goes back to the problem. Where does this data live? Well, it's embedded in these PDF documents that were, you know, sent in as part of the loan process. Mm. And when you have these compliance teams that are trying to follow the letter of the law and, and they're required to. But again, they're spending a lot of time going through these, these documents and data. So when you look at the behind the scenes as a, at a bank, there's four or five people throughout a given loan process. They, they look at the same document. Um, they're looking for the same data and it's completely repetitive. Um, and ultimately this results in, you know, it all goes back to this customer experience. Things just take longer. Things are more expensive because banks have to comply with this regulation. So it's, a, it's, it's well-intentioned and it's a great thing that, that um that we have AI, but it, it solves so many different problems as you dig in further. Yeah. Um, okay, so kind of walk me through um how a bank or lender would work with InCapture. So um, you know, all the way from discovery to um, you know, and and you know, again, I should point out InCapture works with some really big names. <laughs> um, the biggest names I would I would argue from my perspective in banking, US Bank, Truist, as my bank, Wells Fargo, Huntington. Um, I've I've heard of these brands. They've been around for a little while. Yeah. <laughs> so so uh obviously you know they've seen a, a really good opportunity to partner with and capture and and technically like how do you fit in or where where does that how does that engagement end up looking? Yeah, it's a good question, it like? Josh. And so one of the things we really start in a little bit earlier in our sales process is we start with um, building a business case. If you think about machine learning software, the value we bring is to help the bank run their operations more efficiently, um, close loans faster, do more with the same staff that they have. And so part of our process working with the bank is identifying some of these pain points. As you, know, as you can imagine, I've already rattled off several different use cases, there's probably 20 to 30 use cases within a, within a bank where this type of automation and machine learning could have a huge impact. 
So typically we try to work with the bank, figure out what their top priorities are, and then work backwards and say, okay, if we were to introduce automation into this process, what sort of benefit do you guys get? And we'll do that. We'll do a time and motion study with them. You know, we'll come in and understand who are the different people involved? What sort of data do you need? And again, we've got a lot of benchmark data that, that we've pulled from working with some of the biggest banks um, in the country. And we'll show them and say, hey, look, with automation, we can save you this much time, this much cost. The current team that you have that's really overwhelmed can handle maybe double, triple, quadruple the throughput that they're handling today. And so you're going to make everybody a lot happier. So we really try to build that business case so that when it's time to make a decision, you know, it's a really compelling uh, choice for that for that business to make. Yeah. I, and I wonder um, how often, you know, I always think about, you know, when you're implementing, you know, new steps in the process or alternate steps in the process, um, how often maybe a, a lender might look at that and go, man, we've got everything locked down. Yeah, it's not perfect. But in order to engage with you, it's going to be such a disruption. It's going to be right. And so there's kind of those objections start coming up. Like, how do you like, how do you handle that? Yeah, you know what, the the best lenders and, you know, these banks, especially the big banks, these guys are incredible, but it is not pretty. And anybody mm -hmm. who says that they've got it all together, they're just lying and it's probably not even worth your time trying to, to, to work with them. And so most banks are pretty candid about, hey, you know what, it's a mess in the back office. It's really, it's really hard. My people are struggling. They're overwhelmed. And so, you know, we'll typically come in and, and help them quantify that. Um, you know, it's, if, if there's not a fit, there are certain areas where we've, you know, where we've worked with a bank and they've got it all, they've, they've got enough figured out to where could our technology help? It could, but is it really worth the cost and time and effort to do it? It's probably not. Like I said, there's 20 to 30 different places we can go. So if that's not the right fit now, we just move mm -hmm. on to the next. You know, a great story is we had a bank in our offices about a year ago and we had the entire loan operations team. They're a fairly large regional bank work in multiple states. And we just asked them, hey, walk us through your process in the back office. New borrower shows up. They want a mortgage. How does that work? Six hours later, with multiple tiers, we finally got to an answer of how this works. And that entire process was, it was painful. It was almost like ther group therapy in some ways, where, where we could come up and say, okay, here's the process. Here's all the duplicate effort that we have going through. And, you know, I think by the end of it, everybody in the room was saying, hey, we have to change the way we do things because this is just not sustainable as we keep growing. Yeah. Um, so what does InCapture do today uh, for, you know, obviously, you know, there's a list of, uh, you know, banks that are out there and it sounds like you've gotten some of the biggest ones. Like what what is, you know, what, what is business development like today or what is sales like today? Yeah, it's 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 a very heavy outbound motion. I mean, there's there's four or five thousand banks in the U.S. There's also credit unions who we work with, and you know we know exactly who we need to be talking to. Um, we 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 figured out the messaging, so it's a very targeted outbound driven activity. Um, that's been kind of our success historically. Events are, are are really good for us. Inbound is starting to improve as, as we build a brand and we have some success and track record and we build out some of our, our digital marketing presence. But, you know, this is, um, unfortunately, this is not a product-led growth uh, buyer process. Um, there are decision makers and then there are users and they are not the same folks, uh, which is kind of sad on several fronts. But, but you know, we, we, feel, we feel like we can go after a targeted approach to specific people with the right message and then get into this process we talked about, about building out a business case. 
Yeah, it's so in capture isn't necessarily very consumer facing. It's just kind of behind the scenes. You know, I have had some pretty good guests on this podcast that have talked about, and this is my background in um, consumer education and consumer awareness, consumer advocacy, and stuff. Um, it is you know ensuring that things are fair for all people. Um, and I know that there's some good advocacy work out there, but it, it sounds like you're one of the good guys. You know, in terms of like you know trying trying to make this um, you know and and again not just fair but but also just efficient. Yeah. I mean, we're just trying to help people do their jobs better. You know, most, mm -hmm. most of the people in these banks, some people sometimes think, well, Will comes in and then, you know, his, his technology is responsible for canning half the staff. That's really not what, what's going on. Typically, the, you know, these banks are struggling to hire and backfill roles that they yep. need. They have great folks who are way overextended and overtaxed. And so when we come in and introduce automation technology, a lot of these folks are like, thank goodness, my life is going to get so much easier. I'm going to be able to go home at night and have dinner with my kids because I'm not going to be sitting here doing manual data entry and processing docs, just, you know, which, which, which blows my mind. So that's really how we try to approach this. And, you know, um, the best thing about our software is when it's working well, nobody sees it. You know, no one even <laughs> bank. You know, consumers certainly don't see it. They see parts of it or they they they're exposed. But even in the backside of the bank, like if it's working well, it's just sitting in the background. It's extracting the data, it's processing the documents, it's putting the data where it needs to go so that people don't have to do that. Yeah. Um, okay, so on in capture.com, um, can you tell me a little bit more about um, you know, what are the, you know, what assets do you have there? If someone's like, okay, I, you know, they're a decision maker within the banking industry, or they, they may have connections. Um, how do they learn more about the platform? Yeah, so you head to capture.com. We've got a bunch of content there to review. Um, we've got a bunch of stuff on LinkedIn as well. So check us out on LinkedIn. Um, you know, we have a ton, a ton of case studies. And um, one of the things that we do that that I think works best is if there's interest, it's really easy to get a hold of us. We've got folks here that that can can pick up the phone or, or respond via email in a very short amount of time. And we've got a ton of case studies available where we go through specific, you know, we want to be respectful of these, these financial institutions. No one loves saying that, hey, we have a mess in the back office. So we try to be a little bit respectful of, of you know, not airing everybody's dirty laundry. But, you know, for specific use cases, we've got some really good data that can show the impact. So encourage you to find us online or, or reach out directly through, through these different channels. And we'd love to have a conversation. Yeah, that's fantastic. And then um, that what what is what usually happens in that initial conversation? We just try to identify the problem. You know, like mm -hmm. that's really the conversation. It's it's a it's a discovery session of what's really the problem. Why'd you reach out? Why are we talking? And we really try to flesh out those pain points to to kind of get to a bit of a back of the napkin. Is there even is there even something we're solving here? Right. We've had some very small banks call in and they're like, Hey, Will, what you're saying makes total sense. And I have one person in the back office who, does, and you know, and we're a small community bank and we do five loans a month. And it's mm -hmm. like, I would love to help you out, but it's not worth the time and effort to go through this process. You know, it's just, it yeah. kind of is what it is. So it's a little bit of that discovery and making sure that we've got clear pain so that everything from there on out, the demo, additional discovery is very tailored to that use case. It's not just this generic, you know, throw up a demo and, and hope it sticks. It's very, very tailored to the specific use case. Yeah, excellent. All right, Will Robinson, CEO of Encapture, and you're found on the web at encapture.com. Will, thank you so much for joining us. I've enjoyed the conversation. Thanks, Josh. Really appreciate it.
Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. If you're a listener, I'd love to shout out your business to our whole audience for free. You can do that by leaving a review on Apple Podcasts or join our listener Facebook group. Just search for The Thoughtful Entrepreneur in Facebook. I'd love even if you just stopped by to say hi. I'd love to meet you. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. We love our community who listens and shares our program every day. Together, we are empowering one another as thoughtful entrepreneurs. Hit subscribe so that tomorrow morning, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. I promise to bring positivity and inspiration to you for around 15 minutes each day. Thanks for listening and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement. Thank you.